0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Rundown, where we talk about two-way news and conservative views. I am your host today, Craig Deleuze, coming at you from the West Coast, the Left Coast, behind the Iron Curtain, otherwise known as the Sierras. But as we all know, I do not do this program by myself. Nope.
1: my name is Mike Piewewarski. I'm coming to you live from the East Coast. That's the coast with the most from the co-host with the most. Here in The Rundown, two-way views, conservative news, it's a it's a welcome to a happy thirsty Thursday and Craig it, it sounds like you're getting your voice back
0: Oh yeah no definitely definitely getting the voice back uh, you know good dose of uh, uh, bourbon to clear the uh, <laughs> To clear the area always helps The, old, the, old, the whole thing here right? Yes just, all this you know. all this got cleared all this got cleared <laughs> Very good very good very good, uh, good now, How was your weekend going thus far?
1: um you know I got, a, I got a little bit of like storm recovery stuff involved in it oh. with some of the organizations i'm involved with but for the most part it's
0: going well it's going well that is good to hear that is definitely good to hear for those of you who are wondering you're like wait a minute it's it's thursday what are they talking about the weekend you clearly are new to the program <laughs>
1: <laughs> we uh, we try to start our weekend uh, about uh Uh, You know, about 5 p.m. Wednesday uh, for both of us. So, you know, I I usually get to start at three hours earlier than Craig, but
0: he gets his last three hours longer than mine. So, you know, it works out. (laughs) We try. We don't always succeed. But as I like to say, the fun is in the (laughs) trying. That's right. Right. And wait, I thought it was in the pudding. Wait, that's a different saying. Never mind. (laughs) That is is definitely, definitely a different saying. The proof proof is in the pudding. That's, that's the proof is in the pudding. Yeah. All right. Well, before we get started today, let's go ahead and give a shout out to our sponsors. We shall. Let's talk. Uh, let's, let's say
1: hello to our good friends over at Hitman Industries. That's hitmanindustries.net. Hitmanindustries.net. Uh, odds are if you've got a rifle, an AR rifle in the past five years, you may have one of their barrels already. But now you could buy direct from them for your next build or just change out the barrel you have in the rifle you are already. That's hitmanindustries.net let's say hello to our good friends at the California Republican assembly fighting a good fight behind enemy lines, reach out and uh, show them your support. And if you're looking for some cool tactical gear, some awesome tactical gear, go to
0: uscombatgear.com. That's right, folks. Uh, These are our sponsors. These are the folks who bring us to you uh, and they do so in hopes that we will bring you to them. So do us a favor, uh, follow the link to their websites in the description to this program. I guarantee you will like what you see and you will want to spend some money with them. And, uh, when you do go there, make sure you let them know that it was the guys over at the Rundown that sent, that sent you. Yep. Also, make hey, sure, if you if you haven't already done so, please make sure, like, share, subscribe, like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends about the Rundown. Tell them, uh, you know, look, they can watch or they can listen. However they however they would like to partake, there are tons of ways to partake of the program. But do it now. Do it. Do it now. <laughs> All right, let's jump into today's news. Uh Big, big decision there over at Ascotus. Uh, you know, I, I really wanted to play the themes. I really wanted to play as a theme song for this story, Another One Bites the Dust, uh, because the Supreme Court has uh, overruled yet another uh, gun law. Uh, this one actually took place uh, dealing with the state of Massachusetts and a Supreme Court ruling there in the state of Massachusetts. And I'm setting it up here. Uh, now, the particular law that they were dealing with had to do with had to do with uh, conviction for nonviolent misdemeanors. So, uh, an individ- in this particular case, uh, the case was let's see, I scroll down here a little bit. Uh, the case was Morin v. Liver, 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 Liver. Anyway, uh, this individual had been convicted in another state of not of two nonviolent misdemeanors, or ba- basically. Uh, Both both of them were uh, firearms, weapons, charges, and they were considered to be nonviolent. And the Supreme Court basically said, yeah, no, you can't restrict someone's right to be able to keep and bear arms over a nonviolent, over a nonviolent crime. Now, this is going to be huge because there are places like California that have a ton of nonviolent misdemeanors that are prohibiting offenses. And, uh... One has got to believe that uh, those nulls are now basically have been deemed unconstitutional.
1: Yeah, let's be clear. From what we've seen on this, it, again, it says nonviolent misdemeanors, uh, and and it was it was the had to do with the carrying or possession of a firearm. Um, now, so nonviolent, Craig. So I, I'm guessing something in the transportation, transporting it wrong, or having it in the wrong place, or not knowing it, or in some states like if you if you have a concealed firearm permit and you don't have the permit on you that's a misdemeanor so this was this was something that was clearly nonviolent. i know i know red flags are going up going well there's a firearm involved how can that be nonviolent? it's it wasn't anything involving the use of the firearm it's just something about the the method in which it was carried or stored is, is what this sounds like um but a non so yeah i this this is this is huge ramifications this is uh uh, this has ramifications uh, everywhere even in states like Florida where we have a, just like California that we have a bunch of misdemeanors that are nonviolent that are prohibitive for uh, for purchasing or carrying a firearm down here.
0: Well yeah and and mind you in places like California it can be very very confusing. So for example uh, in the city of San Francisco it's illegal to be in the possession of of hollow points so if you have a california concealed carry permit and you get caught with you know hollow points in your firearm for some reason there in san francisco uh, that's a crime and now if you don't know that and a lot of people don't know that i know it because this is my job to kind of know it it's my job to know that information but if you don't know it once again boom you are now in you are now in violation sometimes possession can be as simple as well you know, you didn't have it in a, or once again, in California, uh, if you keep it in your car, it's got to be in a lockbox connected to the frame. Well, what if you just have right. it in a lockbox? Once again, that's another, uh, that's another uh, nonviolent misdemeanor that, uh, once again, that can then turn out to be uh, prohibiting. Uh, from you right. to be able to own or possess a firearm and what they're saying is look the whole point of keeping someone from being able to own or possess a firearm is you're looking for someone who's a danger to themselves or others and clearly someone who has these nonviolent misdemeanors uh yeah they're not a danger to themselves or others or at least they're not that's not evidence that they are proof that they are a danger to themselves or others yeah
1: yeah, yeah in Florida it actually goes a little, a little bit further um, and again, we're we're very pro gun state for the most part, um, but but our laws say uh, you can't purchase one a firearm or you can't get a permit to carry one if you've if you've been convicted or pled out to any crime and are within two years of the release of uh, supervision. So let's say you got uh, y- your your insurance lapsed, you didn't know it, you got popped for driving with a suspended license, which is a misdemeanor. And you agree to do to go to a traffic school uh, and do six months of uh, you know uh, unsupervised probation, okay? Uh, which is which is a typical sentence for that. Well, in Florida, you've got to wait two years till the end of that unsupervised probation before they'll grant you permission to purchase or carry again. So all wow. of that's gone now. All of that's gone. You can't. Wow. You can't. Well, it's going to have to be gone soon. Now it's from scope but right. so all of that. All of that you know nonviolent misdemeanor stuff is out the window. They cannot prevent you from purchasing. so mm. even if you are you got hit for a DUI yesterday, you're still on you know a DUI uh, uh, you know, probation that's, not, that's a nonviolent offense. They cannot keep you from purchasing a firearm.:
0: Well there you go. there you go for folks. carrying a firearm. Yeah. <laughs> good stuff, good stuff. as I said, Scotus strikes again. another one bites the dust. Another one bites the dust. Hey, yeah, hey, and, hey, and
1: this one, Craig. You know what? No, no dissent opinion. No majority opinion.
0: They just said, do it. Well, Here's and, and the by world. the way, that is vital for you to know. So, for those of you out there who are thinking, "Wow, they, they they're, they're, they're this, these are extremists. There was not a yep. single dissent. Yep. Bam, like that. Uh, in more Scotus news, uh, Mike. Do you ever read the Onion? I have been known to, uh, to, to glance at The uh, at the Onion. Yes, I have. Okay. While while The Babylon Bee probably gets a lot more play and a lot more attention these days as a parody uh, website, uh, The Onion is probably one of the oldest and it probably, probably one of the premier uh, parody sites that are out there. Uh, the number of times back in the day, especially when I used to have to... People would share an article like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. And then you have to tell them, yeah, no. That's the Onion. It's a parody website. Well, The Onion actually recently filed a an amicus brief in a case before the Supreme Court. Now, it, the, the, the funny thing about their brief is that it is as much a parody as they are as it is a legal brief. And it is phenomenal. Now, Mike, here's the story. So They, there was a a guy who, he was a comedian, and he decided he was going to create a parody Facebook page of his, of his town's police department, right? So it wasn't really them. It didn't have their, didn't use their logo. I mean, he was just basically, it was making, he did it to make fun of them, right? Well, they didn't like it very much. And so they went and they arrested him. That's right. They arrested him for impersonating law enforcement. Well, this case has been working its way. It's finally worked its way and could potentially go to the Supreme Court. And uh, the Onion decided that they wanted to write—they uh, wanted to write an amicus brief or a friend of the court brief, encouraging Supreme Court to take up this case. Uh, now, the thing about their about their amicus brief is twofold. Number one, it uh, number one it is hilarious. But number two. It actually is uh, is quite astounding in terms of the quality of analysis that they that they make, and I'll just read here. I'll just read for you the first uh, first paragraph and a little bit more. It says the Onion is the world's Hi, leading. You? What? I said okay. I'm listening. I'm listening. Okay. The Onion is the world's leading news publication, offering highly acclaimed, universally revered coverage of breaking national, international, and local news events. Rising from its humble beginnings as a print newspaper in 1756, The Onion enjoys a daily readership of 4.3 trillion and has grown into the single most powerful and influential organization in human history. Oh, wait, there's more. In addition to maintaining a towering standard of excellence, to which the rest of the industry aspires, the Onion supports more than 350,000 full and part-time journalism jobs, and is numerous news bureau and has numerous news bureaus uh, and manual labor camps stationed around the world, and members of its editorial board served in distinction in an advisory capacity for such nations as China, Syria, Somalia, and the former Soviet Union. Mike, this is hilarious. Now, what's what's interesting about this, and the thing that they point out is, they go on to talk about the definition of parity, right? And the, yes. the point is, the point of parity is, you have to trick the reader into believing that, they, that at first this is something that is real. And then in the end, pointing out the absurdity and pointing out that it is not real, by you get a little more absurd in, your, you know, in the parody. But pointing out and you're making social commentary. And the point that they're making is it's one thing if you parody, do a parody and someone winds up doing something, causing harm or something like that to somebody. Uh, There's a question as to whether or not what they actually did, uh, if you knew that what you did would cause it, then you could be held criminally and civilly liable, right? But in this particular case, they arrested him simply because he created the parody. Nothing happened, but because he created the parody, uh, they wound up uh, retaliating and arresting him which is ludicrous. That should clearly be a, a
1: first amendment protection. And again, I get it. If you create the parody and it, and it causes, you know, a harm and, and I'm, and I'm talking, you know, uh, like, like a physical harm that comes to somebody, um, then that should, uh, you know, that should fall under the same statutes as the first amendment where it's, you know, you have the right to your free speech until it harms someone else physically. Again, I'm not, we're not talking about if your feelings got hurt, uh, that's that's I think that's the difference here. And that's the problem with this case is that somewhere along the line,
0: someone couldn't figure that out. Well, you know, Mike, but what's interesting about this is, is this this then leads me to to question uh the standard. Because here's the thing. Number one, you have to prove that A caused B, right? So you have to prove that yes. what, what was said or done, what was said in the parody caused the harm. That's yes. number one. But then number two, you have to prove that that the person who did it or A, had, could, should have reasonably known that it would cause this harm, right? Yes. And now the difference between the criminal standard and the, the civil standard is one is the preponderance of the evidence, meaning, you know, which way do you weigh more? That's in civil case. But in criminal, it's gotta be beyond a reasonable doubt. And yep. it's kind of funny because it made me go back to think about. Donald Trump in January 6th. Now, this isn't a parody, but it raised this question in my head. You have to prove that, that that number one, that what Donald Trump said caused people to go out and do what they did on... The people who did wrong, that it caused them to do what they did on January 6th. But then, number two, you have to prove that he reasonably should have known that that would have been the outcome, right? And Correct. once again, criminal, civil, you have to... Once you did this, the standards are different. I'm just thinking to myself, how exactly are they going to prove this stuff?
1: Well, re- remember, uh, it's not an actual court, it's a kangaroo court. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, they don't have to do anything well, there. It's a kabuki theater, you know? Well,
0: you, well, you're right. That's what's going on right now in Congress. Yeah. But keep in mind, they're asking for criminal indictments. They are seeking criminal indictments. Oh, now, yeah. I just believe they're doing all of this so that they can try and find any sort of thing or dirt or anything to hang on him. They just need a reason to, to rumble through all of his communications uh, and all of his finances. Yes. Yeah,
1: and that's what they want. It's just a dragnet to, to try and get to, to every piece of info they can find so they can, you know, uh, you know okay, listen, we were investigated all these... Uh, Uh, You know his his possession of classified information, uh, and that's all cleared. But he's uh, he's parked in a handicap zone, so here's here's a ticket.
0: And and that's all they really got. Oh oh no no, they do have that. uh, He overvalued some of his property when getting a loan. That oh, by the way, he paid back. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, and that's not criminal, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly
1: right. Yeah, ridiculous stuff. Ridiculous stuff.
0: It is definitely, it is definitely ridiculous stuff. But it goes to show you once again the kangaroo court. I just how, like you said, how much of this is a kangaroo court. But, like I said, if you guys yep. get a chance, I will uh, post a copy of the brief there on our on our Facebook page. You guys have got to read this thing. It is twenty three pages of hilarity.
1: Yeah, it, it's. Uh, listen, and, and the Onion is, is, is great at this. And like you said, they've been doing this forever. They uh, they predate. Well, I don't know what the, the date of incorporation, but. Uh, they've been around as far as viewership and followership a lot longer than uh, the other places like Babylon B that we know. But yeah, Onion has has always been one, and you always had to explain to people it's a parody, it's right. a farce. You, gotta, you got to like, peel go to the back website. the
0: layers. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> good stuff, good stuff. Yeah. All right, this next one ain't no peeling back on this one, or there there maybe there's a lot of peeling back. I don't know, but uh, Nancy Pelosi. And just talk about not getting it. You know, I've just come to the realization that there's people hit a certain age and they stop thinking about the stuff that they say. Nancy Pelosi recently, when talking about the immigrants being taken, being sent from Florida to uh, Martha's Vineyard, made the comment, made this comment. And oh my God, I'm just wondering why, where is the outrage? Here it is thing that we can do for our economy is to have comprehensive immigration reform. We have a shortage of workers in our country, and you see even in Florida some of the farmers and the growers saying, why are you shipping these uh, immigrants uh, up north? We need them to pick the crops down here. Mike, um, wow. Now imagine if a Republican had said this. Which news outlets do you think would not be covering this story?
1: Yeah, she's she's pretty you know, you you say that you're amazed that she says this and gets away with this. She's 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 bat stuff bonkers. We know that. She she's been she's been gone a while. Um she's worse off than the president is. Uh, you know, we continually see her up on a panel or you know with with people whispering all the information into her ear, she can't she can't give an answer on her own without uh, receiving information from others um you know she 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 did preface it if you notice she goes oh people have told us or floridians have told us nah, No, nobody's talking to you no, nobody picked up the phone and said nancy yeah we need migrants to pick crops down here that's nah, not happening it's not happening this is this is goes on in your 1960s era racist brain. This is what you've got, you have no idea anything you're talking about and how offensive it is to uh, to everybody involved, uh, you know, with your statement.
0: Well, and, and what's also funny, is so then at the, at the other end of the age spectrum, you have AOC who's basically saying, you know, well, you know, they're restricting the right, they're talking about, you know, poor people and, you know, they, they need to be able to have abortions because they can't afford to have children in the meantime, rich people can still afford to have children. I mean, the sort of tone deafness that the progressive left has, uh, the, the thing that gets me is, is that it's just aided by, uh, by the media. The media refuses to report on the racist stuff they say. And yet, at the same time, they infer racist, racism into things that Republicans say. Even though they may say something that is completely non-racist, that has nothing to do with race, uh they will they once again inject racism into it. Yes, absolutely. She's she clearly
1: <laughs> it drops the whole we need migrants to pick our crops for us uh and 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 that's that she gets a free pass. She gets I'm pass. I'm just if,
0: wondering, just wondering, Mike, yeah. if she had said pick cotton, I'm wondering if they would have said We've got to say something. We've got to. <laughs> um, yeah, but who would
1: say something, right? Because, it, but then it's no longer. An, it, she's she, she's mixing her racisms right there, right? She's, uh-huh. She she migrants pick cotton, right, uh, or pick fruit <laughs> or vegetables, and 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 uh, those mm. from uh, those slaves from Africa pick cotton. So, um, yeah, she she's mixing her metaphors. Yeah.
0: Well, maybe they maybe they could send the immigrants who are coming across the border. Uh, no you know what i'm not even gonna go there i'm not even gonna make that racist joke not even gonna go there (laughs) almost went there uh because it would have been funny but you know you're not gonna get me mainstream media not gonna make that joke but nancy pelosi Uh said it just so you know just so you know yes yeah yeah so it's okay it must be all right it It must be be. all right This next one I think just kind of exacerbates uh we're just one more claim and I know Mike I know you don't follow the NFL much but Tyreek Hill is a uh, a phenomenal talent in the NFL. Uh known for just running past defenses as a wide receiver during his time in with Kansas City uh, and during the offseason uh, or during the offseason uh, he was traded. Now he had a choice of teams that he could go to because there were a couple of two teams that were vying for his uh, for his attention, and uh, one was Miami, the Miami Dolphins, and the other was the New Jersey Jets. That's right, I call them the New Jersey Jets because that's where they play. Uh, anyway, so he was the New Jersey Jets, or or let's put it this way: technically, the company is in New York, so they they call them the New York Jets. And for the purposes of this, it's New York because that's where, by the way, the taxes are. And that's about, what's funny is. When he was asked why he chose uh, to go to Miami, why he except why he did Miami instead of uh, instead of uh, uh, New York, uh, here was his answer. The
1: Jets were the other team that was kind of buying to trade for you. How close was that to happening this past
0: offseason? You know what? It was very close to happening, man. But it just those, just those state taxes, man. You know, I, I realized, you know. I, I had to make a grown up decision and you know, here I am in a great city of Miami, you know, great weather, great people. What beautiful people. I feel like, so here I am. That's right. Mike. He said, he basically said, look, I got to make grown up decisions. These state taxes are killing me. These would, these, they would kill me. Now, mind you in New York, the top tax rate is 10.9% uh, income tax, right? On a $120 million contract, that would have cost him over $13 million in taxes in New York. That's what he's saving by being a Miami Dolphin.
1: Yes. And listen, they're, they're, neither one of them are going to win get more than three wins this year, so it really doesn't matter which one he goes to. Um, you, you have um, He also said, Craig, that... Uh, the beautiful people were in Miami because, you know, I don't
0: know if you've been in New Jersey lately, but yeah,
1: you know, I mean, yeah, but yeah,
0: <laughs> like, yeah, you, you don't don't take much doesn't take much time in New Jersey for you to realize yet. Yeah, no, not not a well, not a lot of beautiful people in New Jersey, at least not as many as there are in. Uh, Was it not as many as there are in uh, South Beach, South, South Beach now, mind you, the Miami Dolphins are three and one this year. Yeah, they're done. They're done with their wins for the year. That's it's over. Oh. It's it's the most they're getting. It's the most they're
1: getting. It's well, like the Cowboys.
0: I think I think it depends on t- the Cowboys are also three and one this year. Uh, right. There's yeah, only right. one no. team with more wins than than either than than uh, than they do than they have, and that would be the Philadelphia Eagles. So. That's right.
1: And if you stop the season right now, about eight months shy of when it's supposed to end, you'd be in the playoffs. But that's not going to happen.
0: So yeah. We well, we, sh- uh, we, sh- we shall. We we shall see. We shall see. Yeah. But uh yeah, man, it's those taxes. I remember back in the day when uh when when Tiger Woods signed his was a record breaking ninety million dollar deal with Nike. Uh he moved that day he went from being a resident of California to a resident of Florida, and it saved him about four million dollars a year at that time. Uh so once again, you can see right here that it's gonna cost it's gonna save him significant amounts of money.
1: You know, if you if you go back, Craig, to look at things the Founding Fathers said. Uh, and, and when we were still colonies, um, Massachusetts was created for, re, uh, for tax freedoms, right? We, we know mm-hmm. that for the you Tea know, Party and all that stuff, stamp tax, stamp acts and all that. Um, the, New York was created for religious freedoms, uh, of all things. And then New Jersey was, it's actually in their charter, they were created to host New York football teams. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I find that I, I find that astonishingly easy to believe.
1: Yep,
0: yep, <laughs> yep. All right, let's move on to our parting shots. We got a couple of them today that I think that you will enjoy. This first one goes in line with uh, with our uh, Pelosi story. It's got Nancy. It says "Nationette." It's got she's got her fan. She's got her little. Southern, uh, her little Southern Belle dress on with her open fan that says "Open Borders" and it says "Let them pick crops." Or is that supposed to be Southern? Or is that supposed to be French? It's French, like, like oh. Marie Antoinette. Uh, Antoinette. Open borders. Crops. Let them mean. pick crops. <laughs> Marie Antoinette. There you go. Okay. And then our second one uh, is honor of another uh, lady, that lady Democrat that we know and love. Uh, as Halloween is uh, quickly approaching, uh, here you have a couple of kids. They're trick or treating. You have a uh, uh, one dressed as Snow White, one dressed as Batman. They're walking away, and you have one that's dressed as a little Hillary Clinton. And uh, the the husband is looking at the wife, and he's saying, "The girl dressed as Hillary is refusing to go away." And then the woman, the wife, is saying, "Nice touch." <laughs> she gets it. She gets it. She gets it. That is a nice touch. She definitely gets it.
1: In the next scene, you know, she's burying the husband's body in the backyard. So that's that's truly Hillary. She's
0: burying a body. I don't know if it's the husband's body, because Bill is still around. So I didn't say her husband, just somebody else's husband, you know. Oh, okay. All right. I get it. I get it. But 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 here's the important part. He didn't kill himself.
1: Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's right.
0: Same as my Christmas lights. I hear Jeffrey rumors Haley. that she is trying to position herself as a reason as a potential, you know, I'll jump in and run for Joe. Of course she
1: is. And you don't think that's part of their plan? Of course she is.
0: I, I just Does she not realize that nobody in the world? Well, let me clarify. There are clearly some people in the world who take her seriously. Uh, just not anybody with half a brain. Correct.
1: Correct. And remember, if that's if this were to happen, Craig, that scenario, not to go completely off on the topic, but that needs to happen within the, the before the uh, uh, the midterms that he said well, before the midterms take office. So at uh, January, January 5th, right, January mm-hmm. 6th, um, we they would have to find a reason for Kamala to leave and then they would have to have the House and the Senate confirm her uh, and, and she would become vice president. Then they can get rid of Joe and she could take office. So that all has to happen within the next uh, two to three months.
0: Wow. Anyway, any note, let's let's move along. That's a depressing thought. Let's move along and uh, give a shout-out to our sponsors.
1: Yes, let's say say good day to our friends out there at Hitman Industries, hitmanindustries.net, hitmanindustries.net. Make sure you look them up for all your barrel needs. The California Republican Assembly, make sure you uh, reach out to them and assist them Because it ain't free, folks, uh, in their fight against uh, the the, the newsomeness, uh, the the democracy lunatics out there. And and then, of course, our good friends uh,
0: for Awesome Combat Gear at uscombatgear.com. Once again, folks, just follow the links uh, to their websites in the description to this program, and uh, let them know that the guys over at The Rundown sent you. And on that note, we're going to go ahead and call it a day on this Thirsty Thursday. And we will be back with you tomorrow on Friday, which is Freeback Friday. Please remember, like, share, subscribe. Like, share, subscribe. And encourage friends to do the same. We'll talk to you tomorrow.